Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to If You Ask Us. You're here with Ashley and Ethan, where we share our totally biased and unfiltered opinions about anything and everything. Follow us on this journey and on Twitter at underscore If You Ask Us to share your opinions. How's it going, folks? We are here on the If You Ask Us podcast with Ethan and Ashley. Today we have a very special guest, the first guest on the podcast, Sir Matthew Reese. If you could just introduce yourself, tell us a little one-liner about yourself for those that don't know, kind of what you're about, and um, we'll go from there. Hey, thanks for having me, Ethan. I'm happy to be here. So my name is Matthew Reese. I am a visionary entrepreneur, and I am pursuing a world with my team that supports equity, sustainability, and compassion. It's the world that we desire, so it's the world that we will create. Right now, we're working on building a music label and a media production company to really introduce the world to our vision and share our values and meet like-minded people. So being on the podcast with you is a great opportunity. Thank you for having us. Oh, well, glad I chatted up with you for a couple hours or however long it may be. Um, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible. So just to give the listeners an outline of the show today. I'm going to be asking Matt Matthew a couple of questions about his business, his um, lifestyle, how he came to this point in his life, and whatever conversations stem from that. We'll hope you enjoy it because I know I will. Um, so with that in mind, I guess my first question is, what was, because I've known you since you're since we were like four uh, but when and we could both say that we've both grown but I'd say you've grown further from the path that most of us um, suspected that you would That's so <laughs> when when did you think this change kind of started um, like around what year give us like the context of the beginning of your journey alright yeah that's a great place to start Ethan so, uh, like he had told you, um, I don't think, I certainly didn't, and I'm sure really no one else had anticipated that I would develop myself in the way that I have. Um, it's fair to say that early on in my life, into my mid-twenties, that I was a unaware individual and didn't have ambition or a sense of purpose in my life and that I was effectively destroying my health and living a life that was wasting a lot of potential. There's a better way to articulate that, but we'll try again another time. Anyway. <laughs> and to, just to get some context, uh, how old are you now? I am 28 years old now. Okay, so this all started, you said mid-20s, so. Yeah, so uh, the, I had a spiritual and intellectual awakening in the year of 2016 okay so about four years ago right um what what kind of brought that on was i was in a relationship that ended at the end of 2015 and the beginning of 2016 and whenever a woman rejects you it's really an invitation to self-awareness because you you're faced with the harsh reality that someone doesn't want to be with you right and if you're not asking yourself questions, then you're hiding from yourself. So maybe for the first time in my life, I began to ask myself some deeper questions, and that 
was those questions were what am I doing and what is my life going to be like a year from now five years from now and you know 20 years from now yeah and since that time what do you think are the biggest changes that you have made in in your like day-to-day your general lifestyle Um, right so uh, you know prior to this uh awakening that I had I was drinking five to six days a week sometimes I was smoking pot every day um, and I was eating junk food you know I was really just not taking care of myself the biggest trend the biggest change that I had made which really snowballed into all the other developments that have occurred in my life was I began to take care of myself and step one was drinking a lot of water so I cut out the junk food I went on a plant-based diet I am a vegan and I actually am a vegan because I am sympathetic towards the inhumane nature that animals are exposed to in the industry but I eat the way that I do because I care about my health so I got really into nutrition which had a positive effect which in turn had a positive effect on the way that I thought. And that kind of, like I said, snowballed and I began to consume a lot of intellectual content, beginning with TED Talks and eventually just diving full headfirst into books. Yeah, it would be an understatement to say the only change you've made has been in your eating patterns and your dietary lifestyle. To me that kind of gets put on the back burner when I talk to you because I feel that change was driven by a bigger internal change and I guess like you said from being a quote-unquote intellectual is where a lot of that change stemmed from Um, but to be fair like what sparked this big change was it you weren't happy with your life or because uh, usually when someone makes big life changes or lifestyle changes, there is some triggering event or moment. Was there a point when you, obviously you said you don't want to live this lifestyle anymore. Right. Um, was it all out of just your, um, for your wellness or how did that change start? So, you know, growing up, I was always the type that had my head in the clouds, right? I was fascinated by really cool protagonists on anime and stuff like that and around this time of my life I started to understand that there are real life protagonists that are really trying to do great things in the world and that do achieve great things in the world and that was an epiphany that I didn't have to sell myself short on what was possible for myself in my life and that idea just inspired me to become more than who I was. Now, on the flip side of that, that epiphany was also very depressing and it took me a lot of time to overcome it because I thought I had wasted my entire life up to that point. I didn't think that there was potential for me anymore. So there was a good amount of time where I was stuck and then luckily I acquired some good mentors and influences and my family really showed up for me yeah. and I, I started to believe in myself and I started advancing forward on my path yeah 
I think that's very uh, understandable when you realize this potential for yourself but also for everyone around you and you feel like you're not living up to that potential or you already feel like you're five levels underneath the ground and right. you're looking up so it understands how that I understand how that could just be a depressing uh, outlook in general uh, but I think you've also touched on the very important things that we all look for in life and professional goals, uh, starting with family and mentor mentorship, is you really need someone to be able to talk to you, just talk out like what you're feeling or what you're thinking about. And when you see someone you admire, you could hopefully they will take you on as a mentee, uh, and you kind of take little personality bits from them or traits that you enjoy that you admire and kind of craft your own mold into your own which hopefully at the end of the day is someone that you are able to be happy with and eventually pay it forward and be a mentor to someone else yeah absolutely like yeah i think we live in a really great age that people that you once didn't have access to and knowledge that you that once wasn't easily accessible is available to us now because of the internet so being able to observe people that you admire and like you said take that into yourself and pick and choose you know what's going to work for you and what you want for yourself you really get to decide who you are you have the ability to develop yourself into who you want to be do you see any to me like when i hear you say that I also hear a lot of downsides and negatives because you could be getting a lot of false information. Sure. If it comes down to like a factual thing or a lot of just bad um, advice in general. So I think it's a slippery slope uh, today with access to endless information. But in general, I think it's a great thing to uh, have. Yeah. So I read this book recently by the author uh, Yuval Noah Harari in his book Homo Deus he said that in the past that having power meant having data and in our current age having power means knowing what to ignore because there is so much we're oversaturated in information now so like being able to block out parts of incoming sensory data and really channeling in on what it is that's important to develop yourself that is where the power is at yeah I, I agree I think Especially now, um, I don't know if you heard, are you familiar with the company Intuit? They make TurboTax, the app called Right, Mint. yes. Uh, they just acquired Car- Credit Karma. Have you heard of the yeah, app Yeah, I've heard Credit of Credit Karma. Karma. You just enter your information, they give you like your credit score. Mm-hmm. So they just acquired, Intuit just required, acquired Mint, or I'm sorry, Intuit just acquired Credit Karma for $7.1 billion. And so a lot of people in like finances don't think the company itself is worth $7.1 billion, but they do have this like huge database of everyone's, now everyone's like credit history and where they spend their money. So they're basically just paying for your data, which like you said, now in this world with so much data, they only, it's like priceless on how much these advertisers could use your data to help um, personalize like advertisements to yourself. 
Yeah, no, that, like that. that having access to that information, I think it's understated how powerful that is. Yeah. Like, so we, we can look at it from the marketing perspective, and we see that, you know, uh, based on your behavior on social media, the programs now have algorithms where they can use that uh, behavioral knowledge and generate ads that are relevant to you, which effectively is actually a good thing. You want you want to uh, be offered products that actually could benefit your life instead of just being randomly targeted. So I think that's a real plus of what's happening there. Now, like I said, this is really powerful. Are you familiar with Cambridge Analytica? No. Okay, so in the 2016 election in the U.S., and also in the Brexit campaign in, uh, in Britain, there was a company that was hired by the Trump campaign and by the Brexit campaign called Cambridge Analytica. And they used user data from uh, Facebook in particular to identify voters that had changeable minds. And how they were able to do that, like I'm sure you're familiar with those old like Facebook quizzes, like you give them a bunch of information so there was that, and but also just the just the content that you like and the word selection in your posts all was relevant information for them to get. Yeah. And here's the, where it gets really interesting. It wasn't just that they were able to identify the changeable voters. Once they had identified the changeable voters, they were able to uh, study them more deeply and create content specifically for them to influence their decision making. So basically, they learned how to press their buttons. Yeah. So to me, that could be really dangerous because it's just who has more money or who has the ability to change these views. And that's something that I think as a generation will be an ongoing issue that we're going to face. Um, and I think as like the question is, where does that leave you as the consumer? Personally, I enjoy most of these products that I use, such as Facebook, Instagram, right. Credit Karma. They're beneficial to me and bring me joy and higher quality of life. So am I willing to um, accept this data risk or this risk of being manipulated? Uh, I think overall I am, but I also think that I am more strong strong-minded and have a bigger opinion than a lot of other people sure and that could just be like arrogance thinking that you're better than the system but uh it's just where i'm at like right now and my stage of life i know i understand your perspective and i think a lot of people in the intellectual realm will see themselves that way and it's understandable um as someone that is a big psychology nerd i will say that everyone is susceptible to influence yeah. Uh, the you want to be able to arm yourself against uh, people that are trying to influence and often it may come across very subtly and it's not that all influence is a bad thing a lot of people have really great intentions right and they want to influence you in a good yeah. direction whether it be for yourself or for the world at large so I think the understanding needs to be that in this way Pando Pandora's box is very much open now and we can't get away from how the world is. If you're going to participate in culture, you're pretty much going to be going to be plugged in online for maybe the rest of history, right? Presumably. Yeah. Um, so you want to be aware that your information is being used to influence you. That's just the nature 
of marketing. Yeah, just now. the reality. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I apologize to our podcast listeners. Matthew and I are sitting outside on this beautiful early spring day in New Mexico. what your mission is Um, and so I'd really like to see if you could sum up your branding in a couple minutes to all our listeners and we could have a conversation about uh, what found stands for and what the founder found you stand for sure so when I found is something that has evolved over time you know to be where we're at right now and having this conversation it wasn't exactly on my agenda like three years ago when I really went with that uh, label name. You know, I am figuring it out every day even still, but the picture is getting more and more clear all the time. So, found speaks to the idea of the individual, individual having found themselves in a self-aware way. Um, And we know what's important to us and what we're going after in our lives. To me, that means I want a world that reflects ethics and compassion and just generally caring about people and all life in general. So, to interrupt you and to throw a question at you with that first statement you said. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Found as... It's interesting because I've never known that was the meaning of the, of the label name until you said it about finding your own individuality. But do you... In, and in, within that, you emphasize this ethics and passion... But do you embrace others' individuality, even if they don't align with your individuality? Yeah, that, that's a great question, and I absolutely do. So l- let's look at it this way. I'm uh, very much a uh, heterosexual, Caucasian, white male. You know, like, uh, I don't face a lot of prejudices myself. However, what's important to me is because I want the world to see people the way that I see people, and that is that... We are all people, and all of our individuality matters, and everyone has intrinsic and unique value to themselves. And we all offer something that's important to this collective. Yeah. And so, what are your... So, three years ago, you come up with this brand, this label called Found, and it sounded like you didn't really know what exactly it was going to become. Is it fair to say, and just to inform our audience, you've dabbled in some like merchandising, um, some music stuff. Is it fair to say now that your main focus is becoming a record label for artists, or do you see Found bigger than that? I do see Found bigger than that. I want uh, Found to be a clothing brand and a music label. But the real deeper mission is it's a social movement. We want to change the way that the world is perceived. And that's because we understand that 
art is what creates culture. We know that what is being uh, sent to our sensory awareness is influencing the way that we think and the way that we see the world. So with that awareness, we want to create art and clothing and many other things along the way that is just going to reflect these values and spread this idea to a larger place. So do you see um, like philanthropy as like a big part in the future of found or I think wasting the opportunity to call it the foundation would be tragic. So yeah, philanthropy is a is a big idea. We are interested in planting trees. So for example, uh, when we dig deeper into our merchandising, we are going to be supporting charities that do reforestation as well as providing equal opportunity to underprivileged people. That's important to us. Uh, one other thing that we want to do is a music festival, and proceeds of that also go to similar charities. Yeah. Basically, everything that we do, we want it to reflect our values. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you going to be mostly focusing on in the United States or globally, or what's your initial... We're focusing on wherever you, wherever your attention is. So if you resonate and vibe with us, we will, we're going to show up for you. So sounds like you want to have a lot of community engagement. That's one of the key aspects of found in general. Yes, it's, it's definitely important. We want to know you're important to us, and we want to know what's important to you. Your causes are our causes. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's the three-month plan with found in the beginning of 2020 approaching the middle of 2020 right now we're putting a lot of effort into team building there's so many talented musicians in the community that we're exposed to right now but not everyone will see the world the way that we see it so we're really just focusing and focusing on and identifying the people that want to see the same change in the world that we do so we're just building our team around that and we're just building authentic content to put out and attract like-minded viewers. We're just focusing on people that really want to see the same change. So to push back, earlier I asked a question, if you embrace other people's individuality, hmm. and it sounds like you, your movement is trying to include people who have a similar individuality as you do. How, how do you um, reconcile those two differences that I'm seeing? I, I understand. I understand how you see that split. We want people that share our values, but our values. What are those values? Equity, sustainability, and compassion. Okay. Individuality, that comes in other parts of your nature. Like I identify as the sexuality, I am this color skin, and, and uh, I like football, you like soccer, like you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of ways to be an individual. We're looking for a really base fundamental of what we think it means to be a good-natured human. Okay, that makes sense. And so, you're working on these partnerships. Um, have you found a lot of interest, or do you think people are having a hard time identifying with the brand? So we we are we are finding uh, interest, but the challenge is exactly that that people are having a hard time conceptualizing the brand and that's something that uh, personally I, I'm working on 
the people that find interest in it are the people that have been able to have dialogues with me like you and I are having right now. So really what we are working on is finding a way to communicate these values in a way that will be received by a larger audience and be able to be understood. Yeah, I think I think that's a great next move for you because personally if say if we're if you were listening to this podcast in 2014 listening to us talk you'd probably think we're some <laughs> woke ass uh, hipster weirdos um, but I think in general these concepts um, are very relatable and most people identify with these general values and morals um, so I think the biggest thing for your brand is to try to communicate that to quote unquote the average person um, while also understanding that you're not trying to reach everyone there's certain types of people that you're trying to reach out to um, I generally you want everyone to follow your brand but just realistically um, similar to the program that we talked about with Trump you kind of naturally do that in your head to know like this is the person that I could try to get in aligned with my values. Right. That's that's really on point. So uh, here's the best metaphor I can explain that I can use to explain Found's mission. We want to move culture the way that the moon influences the ocean. We're going to be a wave on this world. And it's going to start with like-minded individuals coming together first. And we're going to build momentum, and then we're going to change the course of industry by taking the steps forward to make the world that we want. So I understand that we talked about there's, you're not necessarily trying to emulate another brand or another um, influence, influential company, whatever you want to call it. But there has to be some brands or movements that you um, are inspired by or um, would like to try to emulate in some concepts. Can you just kind of name some about and what have those brands done for you? Okay. So uh, I definitely do have inspirations. So a, a charity, for example, that I am excited to contribute to is called uh, Trees for the Future. And what they do is that they teach communities in, they teach underprivileged rural communities in Sub-Saharan Africa how to build a sustainable farm while planting trees. And it's, it's really amazing, so that's an inspiration. Another one is other ethically sourced products that I see in the market already emerging. So we see uh, clothing brands like Etico Fair Trade. Uh, I think their slogan is something like uh, wear no evil, which I thought was pretty cool. Basically, we're trying to create an awareness that the per- that every dollar that we spend has a real influence in the world. We vote for the world we live in with the dollar that we spend. So we want to put our money in places that we know is creating the world that we want to see. Yeah, I think it's easy as a consumer to not think that your individual dollar can really change a lot. I think, for example, there's probably people who buy coke products every 
every morning in the vending machine at their office and think like, well, if I don't stop by, if I stop buying Cokes, like what's really the difference that I'm making? Um, so I think it's, uh, it's important to realize that who you support with your financial money and with your time uh, can make a difference and uh, can make an impact on the world that we live in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at yourself as an isolated individual, that dollar that you spend on a Coke uh, versus an ethically sourced brand, you know, it, it doesn't add up to a lot. But we're a collective of people. We, underst- we understand that when we contribute together, that's when real change begins to happen. Yeah. Um, so while we have you on the podcast, Matthew, is there any, um, any topics that you would want to approach to let the audience know what your brand stands for or any... Anything that you think would be relevant to your brand? Anything that would be relevant to my brand? What do I want you all to know? I want you to know that the world that we want can be won. And it's more than possible and it's already happening just keep once you're aware of it you'll see the fair trade logo in the supermarket you'll notice the uh, fairware brand in the clothing store you'll hear people saying things in their music that you know isn't right and you're gonna take the option that is helping you become the person that you want to be and create the world that we want to have yeah no that's it's really a powerful statement. What would you say to a critic who um, commonly sees these companies such as like a Walmart or specific sellers at Walmart are super affordable or cheap versus the product that is made fair trade? Um, I think that's where a lot of people who may be starting on this journey to be of becoming enlightened quote-unquote uh, but really right now financially they're just not either not necessarily that they're not able but they're not willing to make that jump right now I mean yeah I hear that and I empathize with that I grew up in a really low-income household and I know that we took what we can get right I'm not encouraging you to uh, to sacrifice your your well-being for the sake of you know buy, buying the product but you will find promises and I promise you uh, excuse me you will find opportunities and I promise you that that you can make the decision for the ethical option it may not be every time but I know I know in my personal experience and me getting to this point where I'm doing it all the time that there's just there's opportunities every day to make the right decision. Yeah. Have you noticed, uh, obviously, when you buy fair trade or certain brands, we've already said it's going to be more financially costly. And do you find that you're still happy with the product because you understand where it came from versus um, not knowing where it came from? But maybe having a slightly 
better product, quote unquote. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. Everyone selects their purchases because it says something about themselves. Whether that be the brand that you wear, like of, of shoes or your shirt, or that computer that you chose to get, the emblems and logos that we put onto ourselves, we are sending a signal out to the outside world about this is who I am inside. So I think that there's a lot of satisfaction in knowing that who you are inside genuinely cares about other people and the world. And to wear that proudly on your chest or on your backpack, I think that's something that we can all get behind. Yeah. So this conversation has been a uh, blessing <laughs> for a lack of worse words. I think that's a great word. Uh, tell us, tell the folks where they could follow you on social and leave them with a statement of action, if you will. All right, definitely. Uh, so my name is Matthew Reese. My uh, alias is I Found Aim. You can find that on Twitter and Instagram. The brand, which is a, I want to encourage you to see a bit more of, that's uh, Wearing Found on Instagram and Wear Found on Facebook and Twitter. And you can check out the music that we're promoting that's in alignment with our values on youtube.com slash wearefound. And if there's a note that I want to leave with you, that is that I hope after this conversation that you feel more in control of who you are and you know that your decisions make add up to real differences in what your life can be. And with that empowerment to better yourself, I hope you also choose to make the world a better place too. Yeah, I think that was a great mission and call to action for our guest to hear. Apologize for this fucking dirt bike <laughs> riding around outside. Uh, but it's been a great conversation. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of If You Ask Us. A little bit of a different scenario here, but I think it was meaningful nonetheless. Um, I'm excited to see what Matthew has in the future, and I'm sure he'll be on many more podcasts to come. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.